0: G Content presents the Screen Raiders podcast. I'm Joe Alberti, as always, here with Joe T and Blue Collar Steve. And we got a special guest today. Uh, and I hope for him, if he's listening, that uh, this intro is uh, a little less lackluster for his taste. Uh, yes, we have Bob Martinetti from Faces today. And uh, he's come on to basically shit on us and uh, discuss and shit on Zodiac, which is ridiculous and to um, basically shit on Marvel. So, without further ado, this is our second tent pole, so to speak, episode. The Avengers, Age of Ultron, with Bob Martinetti. Enjoy. We got a, a, a special guest today, everybody, and we're bringing him on right at the top of the show. Joe Travi, did anybody reach out to you with a correct answer from those riddles this week? No, no one got it. Um, Not one person.
1: I don't, uh, even think Steve, I don't even think Steve got it. Uh, Steve, did, Steve didn't even try to answer the riddles, which, you know, a little disappointing, but I mean, hey.
0: All right, well, Joe, why don't, you, why don't you give us the riddles? Just tell us the riddles, and then let's introduce the guests.
1: So the first riddle is what gets harder to catch the faster you run? Steve? I
0: don't know. Time. A bobcat.
1: No, it's
0: your breath. Your breath. Okay, go ahead. Next one. Riddle two.
1: What would you find in the middle of Toronto? Okay, what's the answer? Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, next. And then the final, the final clue. I have branches, but no fruit, trunk, or leaves. What am I? Bank. Yes, Steve. Wow. Wow, that's good, Steve. So we had breath, O, and bank. The first letter of all those words, B-O-B. And he's not the rapper. We have my cousin, Bob, film My aficionado. cousin, Bobby. <laughs> film <laughs> aficionado, producer, extraordinaire. Joey's white whale in terms of uh who he wants on as a full-time producer. Um And he's... So, Bob, tell us a little bit. What is uh, your, your background with Marvel? Welcome, Bob.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Just as a heads up, I had a bunch of concerts this weekend that I was running. So, like, my brain is absolute mush right now. So, I'll probably just be luggage on this pod. So, uh, Joe, when you go on Instagram, you can post it that it's uh, two Joes and two Steves on this week's pod.
1: Oh, no. sick.
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've got a pretty uh, limited Marvel background. I saw, saw the first Iron Man a decade ago, and then Joe had me watch Avengers and Age of Ultron to uh, get in the swing of things for this week's show. So I've got more of a film background, but uh, work in the film industry a little bit.
1: So we know Joe A worships, uh, worships Scorsese and David Fincher. Who are some of the guys you like, or, or girls? Or?
2: Yeah, I would say uh, definitely like, you know, The Birdman's out there. That's like really just editing masterclass. Uh, You know, it's a real, real film, real cinema. No, no, that movie's terrible. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would say actually, weirdly, on the superhero side of things, I would say movies like Hannah, which was turned into an Amazon Prime series after
0: the fact. That is a great movie. Joe Wright, that's a great movie. Eric Bana's uh, finest. Not the first Hulk in, like, 2004. So do you like Joe Wright movies? I mean, who
2: are some directors that you really admire? Uh, I would say my favorite director is probably Yorgos Lanthimos, uh-huh. who cool. does uh, Dogtooth. I didn't like Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I know you like, Joe.
0: <laughs> I like that one, yeah. I, and uh, it was just, you know, so fucking odd. I don't know. I went to go see it at a movie theater with my wife, and we were just, like, sitting there watching Nicole Kidman, like, sprawl out over this bed, like, <laughs> like, like waiting to get fucked. And we were like, wait a minute, what the fuck? That
1: was the beginning of the Kidman decline. So I think, uh, was- I, a funny note on that movie, I think that's the first recommendation Joe A ever gave me. And I watched it. I'm like, "Who the? who is this fucking poser? I don't think I'd even know him. This kid doesn't know anything. <laughs> So, so,
0: but also Barry Keegan in that movie is really good and really creepy. And I was just like, I, that movie has a really interesting tone. Um, But yes, I know that Joe Travia loves Dogtooth or has, I don't know if he loves it, but he has watched it on your recommendation um, and The Lobster as well.
2: The Lobster,
1: I like The Lobster a lot.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Barry Keegan, just to bring it back to superhero movies is... Probably the Joker in the next Batman series, or in this Batman series that just started with Robert Pattinson. He's in it
1: very briefly. You can't re- really tell he's the Joker, but they really set the deleted scene. So I don't know if he'll be in the second one or if he's kind of setting up as the big bad for the third. But he, it does seem like he's got that role pinned down. So.
2: Yeah, I don't want to dwell on Yorgos Lanthimos films for too long because this is a Marvel podcast. And I feel like those things are on opposite sides of the spectrum. <laughs> but uh, was... Killing of a Sacred Deer, the first Yorgo Smontimos film you'd watch then, Joe? It,
0: it actually was. And that movie came out in 2017. I wasn't really familiar with all of his work. And maybe that's why I liked it. Um, I, that was the first movie that I'd seen. I remember seeing Dogtooth a while back, but I don't remember much about it. Um, but yeah, it was. And I was like, this is really cool. And then you know what? Did that movie come out before? And then The Favourite came out afterwards, right? Which the Favourite was did- afterwards, yeah which I didn't really like. I liked Sacred Deer more than The Favorite.
2: Some of my other uh, pre-written jokes, we already kind of like moved on past, but uh, I'll, I'll say them anyways. I spent the time to write them. I might as well say them. So I'm sure some people will be surprised that I'm the special guest. Maybe they couldn't decipher the uh, riddles on Instagram or maybe... They didn't see that I was the only one who actually liked those posts. It's <laughs> kind of like the dead giveaway. It was posted four hours ago. I smashed the like on it. It's like, you're the only like, okay.
1: I do want to defend that. My, the last riddle, I, must, I changed up the hashtags a little bit. I got like six or seven other, uh, other likes from random accounts. So we had to, we had to juice up the, uh, the traffic numbers a little bit.
2: So all three of you are on Instagram. Travia liked one of the three posts. Joe A. likes one of the three posts. Muzz likes zero of the three posts. The Martinetti family provided six of the 15 likes for those three <laughs> riddle posts.
1: We get, some, we get some work to do. Listen, we're, we're, we're working the kinks out, so we gotta, we're figuring it out.
2: Okay. I got a couple more hate mail things. Uh, this next one, feel like should be simple enough. Why is it called Screen Raiders? I am assuming it's a pun on Raiders of the Lost Ark, but also raiding movies. There you go. That's it. Genius. genius. <laughs> I, uh, to be honest,
1: it was kind of like we were talking about doing this, and then Joey was like, all right, this is the name. And Yeah. yeah you didn't really have a yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a great name. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, it
2: makes so little sense to me <laughs> that I figured it must have been like an ambient fever dream that Travia had. But <laughs> no, you know, Joey, no. I guess uh, you get the W on that. Thank you. Rolls off the tongue, good. Actual content of your pod, though, top notch. Um, There's the one segment where you played the like 16 year old audio of real men of genius, just loudly (laughs) over you talking for like six seconds. And then Muzz just said, like, how hot Chris Hemsworth is. (laughs) I don't actually know what the intent of that segment was, but hopefully that one comes back again this week. Other favorite segments I had was uh, Steve talks about music, which I think happened like twice. Uh, We had Steve talks science, which Thankfully, it was just once. Uh, Travia's villain rankings. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm blanking on some other ones. Uh, what new games are you guys debuting this week that we'll just never hear about ever again?
0: It seems like you're a pretty ardent listener of
3: the pod, yeah. i yeah. Pretty good. That's appreciated.
1: Steve does have a new game this week. It's Steve has new- a new game, yeah. Tell us, tell us what you named it, Steve.
3: It's going to be a trial run. Well, you know, they've given me the character name Blue Collar Steve, so we're playing a little game called Who Wants to Be a Blue Collar you know, playoff. <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire? The There will be a prize for the winner and a punishment for the loser. So, which we'll will be meted you- out by Steve?
2: Correct. So, are these uh, punishments going to be like watching the movies that we have
3: just never heard about ever again after you have to watch them? The punishment <laughs> is TB. The punishment is TBD. But the prize is already predetermined in my head.
1: We do. We do. That is a valid criticism. We do need to actually do these punishment pods.
3: Yeah we've barely had time to
0: record these, you know, we've, we've pushed them around. Steve has been very upset because we've, you know, broken into his market grocery shopping routine and stuff. And he's been, he's been upset about that. So we, but we do have to get, we we do have to do, I believe it's body, body, double Northman, and uh tree of life and i saw everything everywhere all at once yesterday joe which we can add into we can add into things Ooh. uh but yes we do we have no a lot text to... no text so i'm actually surprised maybe maybe you didn't like it well we'll we'll talk about it on the pod but should we let's let's get into this into the quickie synopsis here of hey of, i'm not uh, done with my with my hate you know oh i got i got a joe a uh
2: a couple oh Joe A ones in oh, here. oh that's it
1: here we go well, yeah, this might be, be...
0: here we we, we I, we'd mash in more edit more for the edit button We've given yeah. you the floor here for 25 in- minutes. You're
2: not even done. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, there's so much to hate on. I just heard 10 <laughs> minutes of excuses out of you. Go ahead. Um, so in the words of the late, great Don Rickles, uh, Joe A. has the energy of a dead moth when he says, Gucci content presents <laughs> at the beginning of every single episode. <laughs> Steve spoke more during his movie recap than he did for the entire first episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Joe A. should be the only one that does quickie synopses because... Uh, that
1: I agree with.
2: <laughs> judging from how Travia sounded last week, uh, he was more nervous reading his recap than he was crossing the border into Canada with that red-headed kid with the chin
1: whiskers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> could only imagine what that means. Yeah, yeah we're not going to bring that story up. Uh, I'll just say this, always bring strong tape for your Timberland boots. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then lastly, Joe and Steve are supposed to be the Marvel sycophants over here. But Steve hadn't seen Guardians before, which is like the most pop- popular portion of the Marvel franchise. And then none of you guys knew that uh, the Hulk can't be in a standalone Hulk movie because Marvel doesn't own the rights to it.
1: That, yeah, so. That, I'm the, a Marvel fraud, admittedly. The, yeah, the first, the first oh, okay. part, Steve is a fraud. We've talked about this offline. We haven't really brought it up. He's a, he's a phony. No,
0: but Steve has seen a lot of... Has he seen all the Avengers movies and... I've seen, seen I've seen like 75% of them.
1: Yeah, yeah he's, that's he's,
2: good
0: enough.
1: He's half in, half out.
2: Okay, and then my very last point was uh, the Joe A. quiz at the end of the episodes. It's three questions and then a bonus question. But the bonus question is just a regular fourth question. Thank you
0: thank you i've been i've been harping <laughs> on this for like for like a month bob with these guys they don't understand the joe a quiz so you know the 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 whole idea was to do three three marvel questions and then a bonus question that's either extremely hard or has just general movie trivia that i would have to get right or suffer punishment but these guys don't fucking understand it they don't get it i've been going over this this segment with them for six weeks they don't they don't get it i don't know
1: what to do. well you don't even tell i mean you just complain and then you just don't give us any other feedback and <laughs> that's all it, that's it is so that's dude. why we've i dude, dude we've moved away receipts okay we've okay. we have moved away from the that quiz and now we're just kind of doing the rotating game segment Which I'm sure Steve will butcher later in this episode, and we'll probably have to stop doing that too. But we'll we'll see.
0: All right, Um, all right. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it, pal. Um, So here we go. We're going to go into this quickie synopsis now for the Avengers: Age of Ultron, 2015, directed by Joss Whedon. Bob second. Bob's second favorite director after Yorgo's slanty um, Okay. Here we go. We open on the Avengers, overtaking a Hydra base in Sokovia to retrieve Loki's scepter. After 15 minutes of nonstop action, they finally grab it and bring it back to HQ. There, Stark and Banner hatch a secret idea to use AI hidden within the scepter's gem to create a world defense mechanism called Ultron, Or basically a shield around the planet to secure humankind from further extraterrestrial attacks. Their plan goes horribly awry when the AI has a mind of its own, turns against them, and thrashes the Avengers and their HQ. Escaping with the Scepter and eliminating Jarvis. This is Ultron ultron escapes back to sokovia and recruits the maximov twins pietro and wanda they seek the precious metal vibranium along with helen cho's synthetic tissue technology to create a new body for ultron these twins by the way are more than happy to battle against stark since they too believe in a completely original and not previously used plot point that stark is responsible for their parents demise gof Vanko, uh on the african coast The Avengers battle Ultron and the Maximoffs, uh, but the telekinetic Wanda stalls them by implanting visions of death and doom in their heads. These haunting visions and Ultron's seemingly unstoppable path towards human takeover and the Avengers um, take the Avengers to a nice farm. Far Away, where Linda Cardellini again plays a patient Italian-American wife waiting for her neglectful husband, Hawkeye, to return home. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Fury arrives and catalyzes the team into action. Meanwhile, Ultron has taken Helen Cho captive. So, go to Korea, uh, and Ultron has lifted a massive piece of Earth replete with human life and construction and plans to smash it back into the Earth an extinction level event. Uh, that will complete his plan of human extinction and AI takeover. So after the rote 35 minutes of uh, of this completely cliched battle sequence that each of these films asks us to suffer through, uh, Fury and his flying mirror ship in the sky come to the rescue. They have lifeboats, which all of the people on the flying piece of South Korea enter. And then Iron Man lifts the piece of earth and Thor smashes his hammer. And the shockwaves compiled from Iron Man's Repleter or whatever the fuck uh caused the peace of soul uh to explode and everybody is safe. Uh meanwhile, back at the ranch, Vision kills Ultron, Romanoff, and the completely loserific Steve Rogers train Wanda, Falcon, and War Machine mid-credit scene. Thanos is uh coming. Uh that's it. Grade. Are you ready for the grade? I'll be nice. I'll give it a D plus. D plus. I wrote down C minus. This is a D plus movie. Giving it a D plus. This is not a good movie. It wasn't Seol, by the way. It wasn't what?
3: It wasn't Seol, South Korea. It was Sokovia.
0: Did you just call it Seol?
3: Yeah, whatever you said. (laughs) Soul. It's It's Soul. It's soul, troll, hole. Same thing.
0: Isn't that where they were at the end?
3: No, No, they're they're in Sokovia.
0: It's a made up. It's a made-up nation.
3: Shows how much you paid attention.
1: They weren't in Korea at all in this movie.
3: They, they were for a brief stint.
1: Yes. Yeah, but this, the final battle scene takes place in Sokovia, which is a a made-up nation in, I think, Eastern Europe.
0: Yeah, it's in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that little misunderstanding. What do I have to say about this movie? I don't know. This movie was um, not so hot. I mean, Joe, what Joe, Joe T. You're not a big fan of this movie, I. I it seems. Go ahead. What did you What did you think? Yeah. So kind of. I, I'm actually gonna give the same grade you did. D I was nice. I I had it written as a C minus after I read the quick the synopsis. I was like, no, nah, I'm giving it D minus.
1: So to me, like, I've only seen this movie one time before. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. It is so ham fisted. The the plot itself, like, I don't know if it's directing. I don't know, like, but like you just start off with this massive battle. They come back, starts making like this AI thing, and then two seconds later, just this robot comes out of nowhere, and like he's just the villain. Like Ultron is one of the worst Marvel villains. I think it it is like it is so dumb. Like I just like it reminds me of another Joss Whedon failure of a villain, uh, villain, Steppenwolf in Justice League. Mm. It's like just so bad. Like the dialogues, the dialogue stinks. None of the like. The only acting I really like enjoyed in this movie was Mark Ruffalo as, as uh Banner obviously he's good like even Downey Downey Jr is not good in this movie like no one's really good the whole final like just everything's just like over the top it's bloated it's long and I know we always made the joke about how uh Marvel films always do incredible damage the funny thing is I I looked up how much do you think the money damage the monetary damage of Sokovia was it was, was estimated at <laughs> i don't know what do you think 475 billion dollars in this movie alone <laughs> it's just like it's so over the top i just don't like it it's it's not
0: not good blue collar let's go to you and then then we'll go to our special guest what do you think uh, age of l trump
3: i got a lot to say here about this movie so bear with me here i give this a b minus This movie was, this movie was not, I I went and saw it for the first time in the theaters when it came out, walked out of there like, what the fuck was that? Watched it again for this. And I'm like, wow, this is actually much better than I remember. It does get a little bogged down. I think one of the big reasons that it got bogged down was that fight scene they just throw in the middle between Iron Man and the Hulk. Like that kind of just killed like all the momentum that was going with Ultron and everything. But to that point, I feel like they kind of snuck in. An incredible hulk standalone movie in this you get that whole storyline with him mm. and black mm. widow and then you know he starts kind of going rogue because he's extra angry all of a sudden and then you know iron man's gonna stop him and then you see at the end he just takes off in the jet they don't no idea where he is mm. um i thought it was good that you can finally start to see the divide that's coming between iron man and captain america in this you know tony wants to keep the ai captain america is like no tony you can't do that uh, but there was definitely a sophomore slump in this. Uh, like I said, B-minus movie. I enjoyed it much better this time around. Um, Ultron is terrible. It's just like, you can't just throw an artificial intelligence robot, like like Travis said, two minutes later, and expect everybody to be like, oh my God, like I'm so afraid of him. Um, but I think the best part of this movie might have been the very end when you get teased by Captain America saying Avengers, uh, and then cut to black. Travis knows what I'm talking about. So,
1: so you think this movie's better than Guardians 2
3: What did I give Guardians a C plus? Yeah, yeah, I do. I can't agree. I can't even come
1: close to agreeing with that.
3: It's, it just, it wasn't. I, I liked it.
1: Bob, what do you think?
2: You guys are all good Catholic boys. I thought this was like a communion wafer movie. It's just like not good, not bad, nothing really to it. I gave it a 51 out of 100
0: that's pretty terrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like
2: Iron Man too bad. I wouldn't tell someone that it's bad. I would just say it is what it is. It's whatever. I gave Avengers a 50 out of 100. I thought it was slightly better than regular Avengers. So I would have been a better guest probably talking about that movie than this one. But I thought it did a lot of things like it reminded me of the Star Wars reboot, where it's just a lot of like, trying to get nerds to do the the leo pointing at the screen meme uh steve said the characterization of uh building that black widow hulk relationship i didn't really get that i felt like there was no dialogue between any characters that showed like a lot of depth that scene bothered me because black widow basically says oh you think you're a monster like you're the only monster here i can't have kids and you're like yeah this guy turns into a green beast and like (laughs) those people that he loves you're just barren lady
0: yeah but she's but she's barren because she was like a killer and they sterilized her
2: yeah so the the point of what she said made perfect sense but the way that that dialogue worked was just bad but it could have been reworked in a way that would have been good and made more sense but it was kind of laughable how it was put in I did like that there were a couple little uh, 2001 a space odyssey kind of references which happens basically whenever you have ai as a character in any movie (laughs) since 1968 yeah i also felt like at times during this movie i was concussed and i just couldn't figure out how we just got to whatever action scene we were like dropped into i couldn't like think back 10 minutes to figure (laughs) out where we were and how we just got to this point the plot wasn't great i did think ultron was a more developed tonally correct bad guy than Loki was in the previous movie
1: it's kind of funny you say that about how you couldn't remember back 10 minutes i was watching this movie last night and like i might have like looked away for like 2 seconds and like i would then i look back at the screen and things were happening and i'm like did i accidentally like sit on my remote and like fast forward <laughs> 10 minutes because like it just goes from nothing into just like this like i said like i think bloated is the best way to describe this movie like who is it that says the theme park ride? Scorsese quote, Joey Scorsese. Okay, there you go. You get um, this
0: movie is a theme park ride. You though. can be happy.
1: I just like you admitted you liked Adventures, I'll admit this movie is a theme park ride.
0: It starts off right away, dude. Dude, from the second it begins. <laughs> there's like this humongous 15 minute battle sequence where there's, there's, there's no build, there's no characterization. There's, there's nothing except to just like, okay, we're going to draw you in because we have this humongous um, opening sequence where we're going to feature each one of these Avengers for four seconds, showing the Hulk (laughs) do this Iron Man, do that instead of just like, I don't know if, if it were me, I, I would, I would have rather start the movie 15 minutes later when, and have it be about Banner and Stark wanting to make this AI secretly and not include cap and Thor and everyone else. And then there's like, you're like, Oh, there's like this, maybe this little rift is coming. That's kind of cool. Like then you can get into like the big boy battle shit. I, if, me personally, that's how I feel. That's where I would start. That was the interesting thing for me in this movie was that they were trying to do something in secret. Yeah. Bob, go ahead.
2: Yeah. I was going to jump right back off that point. Strucker was such a pointless character. They just used <laughs> him as like why did the the scepter have to be stolen? Like couldn't they just still have the scepter from I don't I couldn't remember how we lost the scepter after the first Avengers where they beat Loki.
0: Yeah, so I don't remember either. Did w- w- was there a point in any of these movies we've watched since Avengers 1 where the scepter is is taken?
2: I thought maybe Thor left with it after the first Avengers. Yeah, I think he did. But It's like the scepters just got like it could have just stayed in the Avengers hands and then they tried to create artificial intelligence. They don't have to like it. Strucker was a way of introducing Wanda and Quicksilver, who I didn't actually know the names of those two characters like the entire movie. I just knew they had like Eastern Bloc Russian names like that was the entry point for those two characters. But outside of that, there was no reason why Stark wouldn't be like, hey, let's take this alien intelligence thing and try to figure out how to harness its power like he would have done that regardless
1: yeah like uh, is Ultron even brought up before this movie or no is they just kind of expect you to yeah they expect you to know but it's it's
0: yeah I mean it's Stark's it's 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 another piece of Stark's company right that he wants to it's it's just a product that he that he wants to basically sell to the to humankind or planet earth or whatever to guard the planet from things like battle of new york and all that stuff but like the first 15 minutes of this movie should have been introducing that
1: yeah so i actually do want to bring up one other hilariously bad part of this movie is they gave wanda maximoff the eastern Bloc european accent and going forward this is the only movie she has it it just goes away Get she out. doesn't have it she really? doesn't yeah. have act. yeah they just like gave her the accent this movie and it's just like every movie going forward she just taught just elizabeth olsen who i actually think is good in the role not maybe not this movie but going forward she's pretty good it just makes no
3: sense i I thought it was funny when they were showing like the avengers all gearing up to go to sokovia and it's like you know thor's got his hammer iron man's like fixing his suit hawkeye's loading up his arrows and then it just cuts to peteros just picking up a pair of amaxes out of a out of a closet to throw on
1: yeah but it's like where like we're just supposed to like they just they were bad guys 20 minutes before and now they have lockers at avengers at like headquarters like, yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well what what well no what turns them it's 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 that she they, they,
3: they find out ultron wants to kill yes. everybody yeah yeah
0: she she can read ultron's mind or yeah. his ai mind or whatever and finds out that he wants to wipe out humankind in favor of a, of this ai race um so yeah so that kind of that kind of turns her okay
3: I did like that we got Hawkeye in this movie for much more than we did for the Avengers when he was possessed the whole time.
0: Yeah. So you say that it's like a a Hulk standalone, and there are standalone moments there for the Hulk, and I, I like that relationship between him and him and Romanoff. But it's there's a lot of Hawkeye stuff in this movie too with his with his family, which I don't really understand why they wanted to they wanted to give that to him why they wanted to feature Hawkeye as the, as, as that kind of, that kind of person. It just doesn't really, it'll all make sense. It doesn't. Okay. It'll all make sense. Okay. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't, it didn't strike me as like real or, or, or feasible that he would be, that he would have that kind of,
1: you didn't buy Linda Cardellini.
0: I didn't buy, I didn't buy, the, <laughs> I, I didn't buy the Hawkeye farmhouse vibe thing.
3: It's a nice piece of
2: property. Weirdly about Linda Cardellini. I thought that one small piece of acting she had was like the only decent piece of acting in the whole movie. She reacts to Hawkeye returning home and she just like silently like her face just changes on a close up. I was like that was actually really well done and immediately (laughs) puts you in the like feeling that she has towards her husband, which is the only kind of like human to human connection in this whole like series that I've seen so far. So I won't stand here for the Linda Cardellini slander.
0: No, no, no. She's, she's, she's great. She's great. I, um. well, I think that there, that there is a little, I, I think we're going to get a little bit, but, but Bob, that's kind of what I'm talking about. The human to human contact is for me, what would make these movies, you know, stand up on their own two feet. Like if we're talking about, like, I know that we're going to get this civil war thing coming up in, in a, in a few movies or whatever, or maybe even on next episode. I don't know what's what's up next, but like, we should be we should lean into that a little more instead of just like going from theme park ride to theme park fucking ride you know it's like we have the beginning in sokovia we have the middle on the african coast we have the end back in sokovia it's like dude what the fuck man you know it's like how, how many of these how many of these scenes do these movies need in two hours and 15 minutes i don't I don't know
3: well it's the funny thing you say that is like how much of a mess this was like this movie actually ended up like killing joss whedon he, he literally quit doing the Avengers after this because he said he couldn't balance doing all these characters, all the actors all together. And I think that that might be the best thing that ever happened in the MCU because he goes away. You get the Russos coming in to do Infinity War and Endgame. And it's like, imagine imagine what would have happened if Joss Whedon had his hands on Infinity War and Endgame.
1: You just gave this movie a B- and now you're saying that Joss Whedon being out was a good
3: thing.
2: I am. <laughs> I just wanna I wanna jump in and, and say that, Steve, I disagree that this is what killed Joss Whedon's career. <laughs> I think it might have been some other stuff, but I, I don't wanna get too deep in the weeds. It's a free country, Bob. Say whatever you want.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, he he look, from what we know about the Marvel cinematic universe is that they don't really use the same director more than two or three times, anyways. I think the Russos have only done what, three movies or four movies? How many yeah, have around there? Yeah. So and and then Favreau's only done two. Favreau didn't even come back for Iron Man three, no. So I don't know if if they if they would have brought him back anyways. Like, I think the Avengers was good, but after seeing Ultron, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think that they would have been. I don't think Kevin Feige would have been like, oh, dude, we we got to really battle to get Josh Whedon back to do you know the next the next couple of these. Um, so and then plus also, when did when did Winter Soldier come out? Same year. Uh, Winter Soldier fourteen. Okay, so Winter Soldier, so Winter Soldier and this are being made practically at the same time, almost. I think, I think the the, the brass sees Winter Soldier
3: and goes, "Gotta get those Russo brothers more involved here," you know. I didn't really mean that it killed. I didn't mean that it killed Joss Whedon's career. I mean it killed him in the MCU. Yeah, I,
2: I was just trying to make a joke, Steve. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> you, you'll
3: learn.
1: Yeah, I, 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 don't know. Like I said, like this
3: movie was fine.
1: It's just, I don't know. I just think it's a really poorly made movie, and it's not say Like some of the older other movies that might be, there's a lot of, of Marvel stuff that's bloated, but there's good elements to it. I just think like Robert Downey Jr. was bad in this movie. Hemsworth doesn't really give him a lot to really do anything. Like
3: it's not that funny but we, we didn't even talk about Vision, by the way. I do like Paul Bettany. That's actually a pretty big part. Before we get into Vision, there's a very important scene in this movie that
0: we haven't spoken about yet, that we should. And it's the scene where they're all trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Correct? Yep. Correct. Okay. So as we know from, you know, our previous Avengers episode, this is, this is a foreshadowing moment of some sort. I don't really know yet. But, Joe T., can you give us some context a little bit about this? It seems that nobody moved it except for a tiny bit. Captain America,
1: right? Obviously, you have to be um, worthy. You don't have to be like Thor. You don't have to be a god or anything. You just have to be a pure person. Like, you can't yes. have any, like, no skeletons in the closet. So, Thor has proven himself worthy. Um, and if that's, they use that again with vision. So, and vision. They, and, vision and vision. that's how vision. they decide that they can trust vision because he right. just grabs the hammer and gives it over. Um, right. Then, you know, it's basically like a drinking game and you can kind of see every, no one can move it you know stark and uh and, and iron patriot and Rhodey. yeah they're trying to like move it they got the, the iron man gloves on uh no one can seem to do, like get it to even budge captain america uses two hands kind of gets on there and they kind of show hemsworth in the background where he's like looking at it yeah, they like rack focus to hemsworth a little bit and yep, he's, a like, little Look. bit and he's like okay just a little bit of that he doesn't pick it up but he's like oh, okay nothing happens Uh, It's it's going to be something important to remember that is very foreshadowing and it's small but it's a it's a it's an important detail.
2: Mm. Okay. You may as well just say it, Joe. What? No spoilers. You're obviously saying Captain America picks up the hammer and uses it at some point in the future, so it's like it's not really like, hey, a little foreshadowing. Uh, It moves a little bit when Captain America holds it. I wonder what that could mean for the future. So
1: yes, so that is (laughs) going to happen, but there is a important side piece that gets kind of brought up in Civil War. So we'll end up talking about it next week and you'll kind of see what the final thing is that basically the only skeleton in uh, Steve Rogers' closet gets kind of brought out. And once that happens, he is then worthy.
2: Just to hop back a couple of minutes ago when we had that little gap in time, it's, I was looking at the cinematographer for this movie because although you said like, they don't use the same director too, too often, it's interesting that the cinematographer for Ultron did Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Gardens of the Galaxy, also did three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm. So he has like a massive career still. So Who it is, is funny it? that uh, Ben Davis is the
0: cinematographer. Ben Davis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look, you know, the, for these movies, I would say, I would think that the directors of photography are so instrumental in, in getting them made correctly because of all the visual effects and because of all of the you know, post-production and comping that needs to be done. Uh, you know, these movies need to be lit in a certain way. They need to be f- filmed in a certain way in front of blue or green chroma. You know, it's like, so they they are like sort of the glue for all these new directors come in and have all these new ideas, right? And they want to shoot things a certain way and they want to do this. And they they need like these technical guys who have done these movies and delivered these movies to sort of like, I don't want to say coach them because I think that I think Joss Whedon and the Russo brothers understand visual effects, but to have like this sort of through line, I think is really important. And I think, I think Marvel understands that. And, 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 and I think I use, I think they use a lot of the same, you know, below the line crew for these movies, which is, which is really cool. And they just co- sort of implant new directors and stuff like that to get like an overall change in, in tone or vision. But at the end of the day, they have like their team that they, that they really rely on.
1: Is Feige there? Like for all these movies, I know he's the, you know, the head of Marvel. How much is he involved in these day-to-day, like
0: making? I think Feige's role is, a, a, a lot of his role is, is, is in the writing and development of these. Um, I think that sort of what probably, probably he's more like a David Chase or David Milch or like a showrunner on a TV show where he is the fucking big time producer slash showrunner who oversees the scripts and the stories and what's going to happen. And then hires directors to basically go out and do script
2: delivery. Not to get all like Bob's film corner over here, but I know you guys need that like film professional cinema corner guy to really come in with some artsy type types of takes on this podcast. You guys are lacking that. So uh, a couple of things I I thought were interesting is Three times in Avengers and once in Ultron, there were these this really strange usage of uh, like framing. When Linda Cardellini is like, consoling Jeremy Renner at one point, you see her reflect. Jeremy Renner has his back to the camera. You see her face, but then you also see her reflection off this picture frame on the wall, and it's very like strange and seems like it's digitally put in. But three times in Avengers, they did that exact same kind of thing. Once was like loki yelling at black widow you see her and you see the glass between them that shows a bit of reflection and he comes close to the glass and you see his face all like distorted against the glass Mm. in a reflection after cap is fighting one of the aliens during the battle of new york you see his reflection standing up from a motorcycle mirror and then there's a waitress that runs inside a restaurant during the battle in new york and in the reflection from inside the window of the restaurant you see a reflection of like aliens destroying things and like cars blowing up. I remember that one. So they Bob. keep showing like weird glass reflections of people. It's it's very strange, but it's very like intentionally done in all of those moments, and it kept catching me off guard. And then jumping back to the using a lot of the same crew. I know they film like all of the green screen stuff in Atlanta, so I, it's like a, re- a really small network of people there. So mm-hmm. I would imagine it's heavily the same casting or same crew there.
0: Yeah, Bob, to, to, to to talk about your, that interesting use of framing. It's, it's great because it's visual and it just packs more story into one frame. You know, it's a great, it's a great sort of tool to use and, and it's probably digitally redone of course, but you know, I'm sure they, they do it practically at some points, like maybe with the, the Linda Cardellini one, but that's a really, uh, interesting thing to pick up and, uh, You know, I I wish that they did it more and it's probably much easier and probably packs a bigger punch when you see it in a theater too because it's like it's right there for you to see so that's really cool.
1: Speaking of uh, packs a bigger punch can we talk or just mention how jacked Chris Evans is in this movie by the way?
0: I didn't notice anything different is he more jacked than he normally is he's jacked. That's
1: that scene where he's chopping the wood he's talking every vein in his body sure it's
0: legit painted
1: <laughs> on yeah, he just he just rips i rips the log in half he's fucking huge yeah
0: yeah yeah but he's jacked in every he's jacked in in captain america one and winter soldier too i, I really 3.
1: noticed it yeah he was uh yeah mm, okay he, he actually went gold's gym conquer he worked out there before this movie
2: maybe it was just me i noticed the under armor brand on his shirt so much i caught yeah. it, it, it looks like well, it, it was, was on, like it was so on Stark shirt, face. wasn't it? Was
0: it was it Stark as well that had the underarm on the back of his on the on his like right
3: below the neck? I think it was because then right about this time you started seeing like underarm shirts with like the Avengers symbols like on them, at, like a champs or something like that. You know? Sure, sure, yeah, nice product
1: placement.
2: I thought they just got all of Stark shirts at like Target because he had the like Bruce Lee DJing shirt on and he was wearing yeah. like a Black Sabbath shirt. My other yeah. actually question for Steve was. Mm-hmm. So Black Sabbath has the song Iron Man, mm-hmm. and he is Iron Man, and he's wearing the shirt. And Iron Man becomes a character well after the song Iron Man would have come out. Is he named after the song? Is his name, like, does the song exist in this universe? Because the band exists in this universe.
3: Well, no, Bob, They put me on a pencil. They, no, they're two totally different entities. You'd have to read the lyrics to the actual song Iron Man. It's not about a superhero.
0: I know that,
2: but... but I appreciate the, the question. Name, Iron Man, like...
0: Wait, so, so Steve, the, the Black Sabbath song, Iron Man, came out in 78 or 81. When did it come out?
3: 60. Actually, no, because that was on Paranoid. So I think it was 70.
0: Okay, so it comes out in 70. I'm way off, sorry. Uh, so it comes out in 70, but the Iron Man character is, like, um, written in, you know, in Marvel comic books
1: when? In 1950s? 60s? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me look. He came... He was first... 1963. So the song has to be related to the character.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, like, he, he, I don't think so. I, I don't know, Joe, because Iron Man wasn't a humongous comic book character, right? I mean, yeah, you know, he really it really wasn't was.
3: like a Batman or a Superman at that yeah.
0: point. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: That's interesting. That was a good
3: question, though, Bob. I appreciate any uh, music points brought up to me. Mine was more of the perspective of Robert
2: Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Was he not choosing his name and being like, I'm picking the same name as
3: that song that everybody knows? I mean, that could have just been done just because of the movie, you know, like, but I mean, I'm sure that wasn't the reason why he chose to be called Iron Man in the comic books. Wait, but didn't
0: the. Yeah, I'm not talking about.
2: The
3: comic wasn't
0: he books given books the movie. moniker? Wasn't he given that moniker by the press in Iron Man one? Not uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So, when he so, 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 Bob, it would make sense that the press called him Iron Man, because, probably because of the song or something.
2: Thank you, yeah. Joey. I know I could count on you to solve this yeah. music quandary for me on
0: this <laughs> podcast. A- anytime um you know so so let's think for a minute like what what else is there i mean where does this movie leave us now in the mcu i mean because well, i know that i know you that you watch the credit th- scene well yeah yes yes so 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 we see that thanos thanos is going to be thanos like, huh? that's where it's at who's thanos thanos, thanos. They we know
1: that Thons, villains from sale.
0: <laughs> we know that that Thanos is going to be making his grand appearance to the Avengers probably sometime soon. So where does this leave us now with the Infinity Stones that you know that we were chasing this whole time in the scepter that we were trying to keep away from Ultron? Where are we? Where are we right now, T? Can you give us a, a a snapshot of what's happening with the Avengers yeah, right now?
1: So I, I guess. The only like, thing I can say about this movie is that it is somewhat important in that, like the overall terms or the overall, the main storyline of Marvel. Um, I think Steve brought it up a little earlier. You start to see the cracks uh, between Stark and, Iron, uh, Stark and Steve Rogers, especially like that we just brought up Chris Evans being jacked, chopping wood. But that's the first scene where you really like watch him and uh, Tony kind of, they don't agree on what their role should be. Um, that's going to get explored a lot more over the next couple of films, especially we have civil war next week. Um, That's where everything really starts to come to a head. Um, And we've kind of, uh, you know, with vision now, he's got the mind stone. So we're kind of learning more and more about these infinity stones. And you see obviously Thanos or Thanos at the end. He has his uh, infinity gauntlet and that's, you know, he wants to collect all the stones. So it's really setting up for that next phase. I mean, this was the end of phase two. Phase two is not great in my opinion, but this was kind of the cap on phase two and in, in the setup for phase three.
0: And so we've seen, we know that there are seven infinity stones, correct? Six. Six, there's six, okay. And we've seen, I don't think we've seen all six. I think we've only seen two or three.
1: we've well, seen one in the, we got the the cube uh, in Guardians. Uh, mm-hmm the tesseract yep. which is you know and then this the scepter uh um, got the
3: one from thor 2 and then thor
1: 2 yeah that's the which one is the thor 2 one that's
3: uh the ether uh, the mind stone yeah no the reality was it the no the mind stone was vision i think yeah he's the mind yeah. stone okay okay there's all these stones yeah so they've
1: they like slowly been like kind of introducing them but you don't it's the red one you don't really know the power of them yet and they you don't know like you know they haven't been fully fleshed out but you're kind of starting to see where it's heading um and obviously you get the Thanos reveal at the end where it's, you know, Josh Brolin's on there and yeah, he yeah. says, all right, I'll do it myself. And they kind of do uh, you know, talking about Thor at the end when he's like, someone's pulling the strings and you can always find out who, and that's when he leaves. And it's yeah. like, they kind of start to foreshadow there where there's a, you know, there's more out there for them. And yeah. there's a larger story at hand.
2: During the end of Ultron, where were Rhodey and Falcon during that whole time? Because... They show up at the end of the fight, and I was like, "Why weren't they helping out this whole time?" Well, client? I don't
0: think they have the
1: the capability yet, Bob, to help out. Go. Right? That's a very
3: big plot hole. Yeah, they weren't a, they weren't full
1: time Avengers. I, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, Rhodey, I think, is still kind of an agent of the U.S. government, and they have. Well,
0: Rhodey was there.
1: Yeah, but that's after he was deployed late. Like he's like not part of the battle. Um, right. Right, and at the beginning they have Anthony Mackie at the party, and like they just kind of say he's doing like missing person. Is that what they say? Missing person stuff. They, I mean, that's a you know criminal under usage of the great actor Anthony Mackie. He's he's so good as 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 Falcon, and they should have utilized him a little more. So at least he probably got a nice paycheck to show up and do two scenes. (laughs) Yeah, showed up for two days. Yeah,
2: and then Stark just thinking, I can take this AI and I'll just have it take over Jarvis, and like it'll be fine with no sort of like safety were the two things I was just so confused by. I'm like, That's what I said. You'd have to be an idiot. It's so hamfisted
1: fisted at the beginning. It's like, they just like, like out of nowhere, you've never heard about like what Ultron is. It's just Tony saying that it's just gonna be like a defense mechanism. And then within five minutes, the, the AI program has just taken on like- Completely st- taken over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Like a robot and he's just like this, this like crazy villain. And it's like- well, well, I
0: think, I think that, I think this, franchise has a very big sequel problem with the exception of winter soldier i think every single sequel this one being a sequel to avengers i think every single sequel has been really weak because in the first movies you you're you're getting a first act that has a lot of characterization and it has a lot of story points and build and 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 there's a lot of human to human contact before they become this big superhero and then as we see in the hulk and iron man and captain america like this act Act three kind of thing where they just go off and, you know, tear up the world in the sequels. You are you've already gotten all of that. So there is no build. You just immediately go right into like these humongous battle sequences. And like the way that they draw you in is not by character, but by this theme park portion of the of the franchise that they that they do. And we see it here. And 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 not to rehash what we spoke about at the beginning, but this movie would have been so much stronger if it just started out with some background on Ultron. And there's just no build. There's no build anywhere. (laughs) There's there's no build. But there's but there's no build in any of the sequels, and that's why the sequels are all trash and they're all um, they're all filler for something coming up next or something coming up later or a bigger team up movie like Thor two, Iron Man three, Iron Man two. This one, the only one that I enjoyed was the. Uh, The Winter Soldier.
2: I don't blame Ultron for not having a buildup as a villain because it's an artificial intelligence program that's injected in. I blame it more on Stark being like, hey, this will be fine and I don't need any safeties or checks and balances on this massive alien intelligence that's a million times stronger than Jarvis. Like, this will go perfectly.
3: And Bruce Banner's totally on board, too.
2: Yeah, he's supposed to be like a billionaire genius, though
1: the one line in this movie that almost kind of saves the whole plot is someone's like, he can't tell the difference between destroying the world and saving it. Where do you think he got that from? And it's just, yes. because it's, it's from start. That's the only line in the movie. And it takes play that, that comes in. Like,
0: yeah, well, that should have been, that should have been, yeah, that the should been earlier. Movie. Yeah.
1: That, sh- that should have been the whole theme
0: of the movie going up front. Is, but it's late. You know, it's late. In but the it's, yeah. it's way too late. And if, if, if the movie was built around that thematic, you you would have had a, a far stronger, far deeper movie than what you got here, which was just a fucking theme park attraction.
1: That's all this movie was. I will say something like that opening battle sequence though. Like if you if you do one, are one of those people that shows up just for the the theme park ride aspect, it was pretty good. That it was, was awesome. good. Oh sure, it was
0: it was it was, awesome. <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was it was awesome. It was just like that. It was like a big oneer that included all of them, and it was fun. It was great. You get, a little, like, you, everyone. Everyone
3: you get a little bit of everyone. Everyone gets. You get a little bit of everyone. The the Ultron Army was a straight rip-off of the, uh, like when they're in Sokovia, just like walking around the streets. That was like such a rip-off of Terminator 2. Like the very beginning of that with like the robots just walking around shooting everybody.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: Okay, I'll go fuck myself.
1: One last point. Yet again, we have to bring up why these movies are made and even though the sequels usually suck.
3: How much money did it make?
1: 1.4 billion dollars.
3: Sounds about right.
1: (laughs) There it is right there. It is right there.
2: (laughs) I think I looked it up. And if you had added up like all of the best picture nominees that year, you'd have to like double it to hit
1: what (laughs) age of
2: Ultron made. And that's
1: just, that's just sickening. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts how much money they make.
2: The one last question I had on this movie for you guys was like, I know the two things that Marvel movies do is they set a good tone and then there's a lot of action. But was there any point in this movie that you like laughed
1: no that I, yes. Yes. I said that earlier this movie sucked on the humor. It <laughs> needs a little humor to be good. I didn't I didn't get that at all.
3: Was James Spader supposed to be funny?
0: Yeah, so Steve that's interesting because I I was trying to figure out the whole time whose voice that was and I watched the credits and found out it was Spader. He he was kind of a miss, dude. Like he he wasn't like his normal funny Robert California James Spader self. You know, he did, the, I mean? he did the motion capture and
3: everything for it, too, because he he tried just doing the voiceover in a booth and he's like, this doesn't work and get me in the suit. Oh, really? And I guess he th- I, I guess he thought it was better if he was doing the motion capture.
0: <laughs> yeah. He kind of lacks humor. Wouldn't you guys say a whole movie like humor. No. Yeah. except except for that one line, the one line that I laughed at was obviously from from Thor, where he was like walking and someone said something and he and he goes, but I'm. But I'm great and mighty, or something like that. Do you remember that line? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but I'm greatly powerful, or some chef. Like I, I don't know. It was the. I, I mean, it couldn't have been that funny. I don't even really. Yeah, no, I don't it. even remember it. <laughs> but, 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 but that was the only. That was the only time where I like he he chuckled for a second.
1: Yeah, I, like I said I, with last week, I think with Thor two is like Marvel's at its worst when they just are overly serious on some of these movies. Like they just need to have that. They need a little light, uh, you know, some light comedy throughout it, just to keep you laughing. Without it, it's just like. I don't know, there's just nothing to
0: it. Yeah, bring the gun.
1: Yeah. We got
0: a special guest segment here from Bob. So Bob, walk us through your segment.
2: There are a bunch of actors that are crazy established and fantastic. Like obviously Scarlett Johansson, nobody's going to say she's best known for being Black Widow. She's been in so many things that like her film career stands up on its own. But there are a lot of actors in these movies that are massive, massive movie stars now. But you can really only point to superhero movies being like part of their filmography that's good so like chris hemsworth parks and rec but i wouldn't really say that shows that he's a great actor and then is he you in parks and rec or
1: do you mean no, i pratt. think you mean pratt. oh chris pratt
2: that's what i meant sorry there are like too many chrises in these movies yeah. first of all but uh like chris evans was in knives out and like snowpiercer yeah i don't think he was particularly good in snowpiercer personally but like knives out i thought he was good in yeah it. he was
1: good in knives
2: out he was stunk like that's a, a very good movie yeah, Chris Hemsworth, I don't know what else he's done. Tom Hiddleston, even, as much as it's a name I'm super familiar with, I don't I haven't seen anything else from him. He was a
0: nobody. The night manager. I remember he did that show a few years back that got really good reviews. No one no um,
3: one knows that show. But,
2: yeah. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt was good as a bit character in Moneyball. RDJ yeah. was like a teen star, and then he was like second fiddle in Zodiac, but like he really wasn't that important in that movie. That's not true at all.
0: He's very important in Zodiac.
2: Maybe it's just, I didn't like Zodiac and I saw it a couple of years ago, but I didn't really
0: care for him Okay, okay, podcast over. Podcast (laughs) over, bye Bob, bye Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I think RDJ is like obviously known as Iron Man now, but he's not really, was never really the uh, the biggest star. Um, Made some good movies, but was partly an ensemble. Most of the time, like part of an ensemble um for me i i don't the one that i equate mostly with marvel when nothing else is chris evans it's captain like there's like there's not another teen movie and then there's and then there's captain america
1: (laughs) even like snowpiercer people a lot of people never saw that movie until um uh parasite came out no one really like knew any of that stuff i don't think yeah 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 yeah
2: I guess I look at it more like if you're defending that actor to somebody and you're saying they're a great actor, what are you pointing to? Like what's their Oscars scene that you're like, look at how good they are in this scene. Chris Evans I love in Not Another Teen Movie and that's what I'll always think of him as. But yeah, he's going to be thought of as uh, Captain America. But at least his performance in Knives Out is very good, that you can point to that as like a good performance in a movie. I can't think of one with RDJ that's not Iron Man based. Like he does a great job as that character,
0: but he's yeah. not no, no. like I,
2: showing his dramatic range?
0: No, I think, I think Downey will be inevitably linked to Iron Man more so than Zodiac or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or, or something like that. I also think Thor, I think Chris Hemsworth has the same problem. Yep. Um, Mark Ruffalo, I think, does not i think mark ruffalo no, will yeah. be known as the hulk but mark ruffalo is probably one of the better actors in this in this cinematic universe that will not only be remembered as the hulk like he's just he, he's just like, like like ruffalo has done too many disparate roles to just be remembered as the hulk
1: we also had like spotlight in the middle of this movie like spotlight like, in like, the middle like, of, yeah, like, yeah like yeah like this like it's got to be tough like for guys like like I just said, the the we always bring up the box office. It's like so many people see these movies that like, and there's so many of them. How many appearances does does Hemsworth have as Thor? Like eight or nine? Probably, yeah. No matter no matter what, it's like the amount of people that see these movies. It's like no one's ever going to see him as anything but Thor. Like even like if he.
2: But Ruffalo won Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Foxcatcher, and he was Oh, that's Spotlight, right, Foxcatcher, yeah, another one. Yeah. He's, like, an amazing actor, so there's yes. no question about his acting ability. Has Chris Hemsworth been in anything where people are like, wow, he was really good or showed, like, depth of character in it? I, I haven't even, seen one movie with him in no.
3: it. I don't know anything else. I don't know, I don't know anything else. I have, and I got chastised for it on one of the episodes. Wait, which what, Steve? Which, which movie? In the Heart of the Sea. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that movie.
0: Yeah, okay. I don't um, even know it.
3: I'll tell you another thing though. R D J. share his shit isn't getting remembered as Doctor Doolittle after that piece of shit no, movie that he did. No, he's that, not. After the he's MCU, not.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot. No, that he did that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> absolute bomb.
0: No, but 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 look, R D J. has a much different trajectory in Hollywood than the rest of these people. R D J. was the son of a of an incredible New York underground filmmaker who like came up in the LA who then came up in the LA movie scene in the late eighties and was doing like Bret Easton Ellis adaptations and was like part of the Zeit like reality bites and was part of the zeitgeist of the early to mid nineties. Right. And plus he was a fucking complete, you know, uh, tabloid attraction because he was, he was always getting into trouble and he was getting arrested and all this stuff. So he, he had all of that. And then he kind of came back into himself as a great performer with Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang and Zodiac. And then a year after Zodiac gets Iron Man and sort of propels himself into the stratosphere as like this, you know, comeback player of the year kind of thing from 2008 onwards. But because he was so down and then got propelled so high because of, you know, with Iron Man, he's inevitably going to be linked to Iron Man forever. And because these movies are so big. His performances, which I think he's he's great in zodiac and kiss kiss and and a bunch of other movies um when he was younger he's the, the, he's he's not going to be remembered for those even though he 's good in them, he's going to be remembered for Iron man a hundred percent
1: yeah just just on sheer volume of the eyeballs <laughs> just
0: on yeah correct yeah correct just on sheer volume and he's, he's let's face it he's the he's the linchpin to this cinematic universe he 's probably the only reason why. It is as successful as it has been because he is so good as Tony Stark. Yeah.
2: So now he's out of the superhero like vortex and he's going to just be taking on regular roles. Could you see Robert Downey Jr. either getting nominated like twice for an Oscar or winning an Oscar for acting? That's my question of like, do you yes. think he can be yes, on I that can. stratosphere?
0: Yes, 100%. I think Robert Downey Jr. can and will be nominated for an Academy Award in the future.
1: Someone, someone write that down. Joe A's first guarantee.
2: <laughs> I think he easily has the best chance of the actors in question from this series. I just would be like stunned if Chris Hemsworth all of a sudden was like a top tier actor dramatically.
1: Yeah, dramatically, no. I could see Chris Hemsworth maybe having success in a comedy role. He's pretty funny, but like dramatically, no.
0: He is pretty funny. Dramatically, like, you know, you know, what doesn't help him dramatically is his build and his stature. Um, yeah.
1: He's too hot to be in a drama movie.
0: Well, well, no, I mean, he, first of all, he's, he's too, I mean, who's, who's going to hurt him? You know, when it, <laughs> when is he going to be in dramatic strife with how big and strong he is? It's, it's really tough. Like I, I, I could see him playing a really good heavy or a really good villain, like in a Coen brothers movie, maybe, or something along those lines, but like, not a, I I don't know if he's like, got like what Bob is talking about, like, like the way that Ruffalo has it or the way Downey Jr. Has it, you know, even Renner is, is Oscar nominated once or twice, Um, you know, uh, and, and, and I don't really, he's an interesting one because Hawkeye is not so prominent as an Avenger, but still played by a pretty good actor who has been nominated for Oscars. So who knows?
2: He was awesome in Hurt Locker too. So I'll like say that Renner was great in that.
0: He was that's my favorite role of his. I, I think is is Hurt Locker and that was And Wind
2: River. Wind and and, River was and, and, and Wind River.
0: Also. Yeah, he's 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 great. He's he's great. Elizabeth Olsen too in Wind River. Avatar stands hate Hurt Locker. Elizabeth Olsen in Wind River. Yeah. yeah. She is. And 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 Anthony Mackie also in the Hurt Locker. Yeah. I forgot about that. I just want to end on this too because I haven't touched on him yet. Chris Evans. I don't know about Chris Evans. I think that, I think he's good. I think he's great as captain America. He has that sort of that uh, purity and innocence that captain America has, but I don't really, I don't see Chris Evans as someone that will knock your socks off in a, in a dramatic role. I just, I don't, I, um, I, I, the, you know, the jury's still out. He could, I guess. I, I don't really see that. Coming for him. I don't see him being cast as someone like that for for kind of the same reasons as Hemsworth.
1: Like, do a lot of these guys even want to do this though? Like, they've probably made more money than you could like imagine with these Marvel movies. Like,
0: I think you know. I will. Well, well I, Joe, I would say that that's probably the exact reason why they want to. These guys are these guys are actors. They've made more money than they could ever dream of from doing this for ten or twelve years, and now they can just go chew the fat on some dramatic role if they get a good one the question is will it will they get not a good everyone's one? bob pattinson no not everyone's bob pattinson but there's some taylor Lotners out there
1: yeah yeah i mean i think i think chris evans is more of the Lotner role than uh than pattinson because you know he made the twilight movie and then did i don't know 15 years of his you know passion projects and i was back in with batman but like
0: now he's back in with batman yeah
1: i can't see like i can't see a lot of those guys doing that like i just can't like is. Is like Robert Downey Jr. going to do like a small artsy film now? Like, No, he's just not going to.
0: No, dude, but but Pattinson did small artsy films, but he worked with humongous directors, okay? It's not like he was like, okay, I'm going to go do this indie with all these unknown people. He was working with like Claire Denis and David Cronenberg and like these huge international and critically acclaimed
1: directors. Yeah, but Claire Denis not doing big, big like Oscar numbers or anything like.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that she is, but she is. Dude, who cares about Oscars? I'm talking. But like, I'm saying like the average
1: viewer doesn't know who Claire Denis is. Like I watch a ton of movies, I
0: didn't know who she was till. But Pattinson like. does. But, but Pattinson does, and and the, and the and and the and the film community does, and they respect her, and that's why Pattinson's doing those movies with her. I could see RDJ doing a movie with someone like Claire Denis, or, or 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 david cronenberg or um another director that is like you know a working director that doesn't command a 50 million dollar budget
2: i would say for pattinson though he did good time with the Safti brothers well before they did it
1: right
2: so the Safti brothers weren't like well known at that time and that they was like a they nobody were, they... movie the the second biggest actor in it was uh the guy who says i'm the captain now in uh, yeah, Captain Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like That's that right. guy plays a security guard at a um, amusement park and like those are the two actors that are in that movie that you recognize
0: and again much like Denis the set Sa- that's like the Safty brothers like fourth or fifth movie you know they were making movies for like 10 years underground movies in New York and they built a reputation for themselves as these really you know eccentric cool filmmaker brothers this filmmaker duo and Pattinson
1: read the script and loved it so Robert Downey Jr.'s next movie that he's he's cast in is Oppenheimer Which literally has, it's the next Christopher Nolan movie, and that just has everyone. Like, it's got everyone in it. If you didn't get cast in that movie, you
0: suck. Downey Jr. could very well be nominated for an Oscar in that movie if he has a meaty role, 100%.
2: I'm going the opposite direction with it. Uh, what Steve said of he's definitely not winning an Oscar for like Doolittle. RDJ got all of that Marvel money and then was like, sign me up for this terrible, terrible <laughs> movie that you're gonna pay me like 40 million to do. Suckers. I'm gonna look
1: that up.
3: Let me look that up right now, his, his Doolittle salary.
1: <laughs> too much,
2: too Steve,
3: much. Steve, did you see Doolittle? Did you go see it? No, the only things I saw were the trailers and I just was like, this is gonna be absolutely terrible. And then lo and behold, yeah. I was correct. Yeah. <laughs> 20 million. Yeah. 20 million to do
1: that movie. It's well worth it. He got he got 20, <laughs>
3: 20 million for do a little but Zoe Sol- Solanda only gets 100k for Guardians. Zoe Zoe what? Sol. Seoul. What is it? Salanda. Saldaña. Zoe saldana Salanda. Saldaña.
1: All right, let's let's move into the game here. Uh, you know, Steve Steve needs his redemption after a couple uh,
3: mispronunciations today. Well, so Steve explain the game
1: to us. Go ahead. What, what's the game? So I'm going to
3: ask each of you five questions. The first one, what is Captain America's shield made out of? Is it A. Adamantium, B. Unobtainium, C. Vibranium, D. gamedium. Okay, Joe. I, Joe T. I can see your answer. <laughs> is, is that okay? Oh no, you just gotta close the chat. Yeah, close the chat, Joe. You can't be looking at that. He just gave you the answer.
0: No, I mean, I, 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 I know this one. This is easy. So, what do you want me to do, Steve? Put, write what, my answer sh- down and show it to you.
3: Yeah, Joe
2: T. Maybe. Uh... Click correct. the little box in the chat square that sends it to just Paula Murray.
1: Ah, good call.
2: There we go. Good You're job. Lucky Bob. I knew it
0: was vibranium. It's anyways. great
2: to have a podcast where Joe A holds up a sheet with his letter on it and Steve just says correct and nobody at home knows what's being said.
3: <laughs> this is, this the, is what I said. This is what I answer, said earlier. The answer this is Steve. Awful rapier. The answer, rapier. <laughs> the answer See, Bob, is Steve. Bob, this, this
1: is why we need you to produce it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the answer is c the answer is c vibranium okay. all right question number question number two where is the richest supply of vibranium located is it a johannesburg b wakanda c Seoul, or d sokovia <laughs> we got travia's answer what's your so, answer Joe? all right so he's gonna see my answer can i can i can i just show it to you you can do it now you can do it now is that a C or a B? No, oh, B. All right, both, B. Of you, both of you are correct. B, Wakanda. All right. Great, great radio here. Question number three. Who was Joss Whedon's first choice to play Ultron? Mm-hmm. A, Benedict Cumberbatch. B, Chiwetel Ejafor? Is that how you say it? Just keep going. B, <laughs> James Spader. D, Ron Perlman. Joe Travis's answer is in. Both of you are incorrect.
0: Oh, so who did Joe Travia
3: say? Who did Joe Travis say? Travia said Perlman.
0: Okay, I said Cumberbatch. So who was, who's the correct answer?
3: Spader was the first and only choice that Joss Whedon had. Wow,
0: uh, a, a bit of a trick question from Steve. I like it. Good stuff.
3: All right, so you're both tied two to two. All right, question four. At Tony Stark's party, who's the first Avenger to try and lift Thor's hammer? Is it A, Iron Man, B, Bruce Banner, C, Captain America, or D, Hawkeye? Travia's answer is in. Joey's answer is in. They are both correct. The answer is D, Hawkeye.
0: D, Hawkeye. Okay, good.
3: Going final into one? Fifth and fifth and final question. I have a, back, I have a backup, six in case. Uh, all right, question five. What is the name of the new artificial intelligence system that Tony invents for the final battle? Is it a Friday B Jarvis C Scotty D doc? Joe Travis answer is up. You are both correct. The answer is a Friday. All right. All right. So you guys both went four out of the five. Correct. Joey. I'm very impressed with you. Okay. You like that shit, buddy? Let's go. We, so do we
0: have a, a, a tiebreaker here? Tiebreaker. Yep. Now what happens if we both, if we both get it now, Steve, what happens? Do we both get a
3: prize? I definitely didn't think you guys were both. Well, I know I know Joe T is more versed than these, so I was kind of hoping he was going to win, but uh, okay. we'll see what happens here with the tiebreaker. Um, all right, okay. what is, what is the name of Hawkeye's newborn child? Is it A. Steve, B. Nathaniel, C. Natasha, or D. Cliff? Cliff. Travia and Yep, you both got it right. The correct answer is B. Nathaniel. Okay,
0: Steve. So now, uh, what do we both get the, a prize or what happens?
3: Yeah, I want a prize. <laughs> yeah, I think you both will be receiving a prize from me. The, the blue collar air. It will be a very blue collar esque prize. I assure you. What is it?
0: What is it like the like the like the Bruce Springsteen box set or something?
3: Well, you know, You're getting a fucking Bud Light magnet for the fridge. <laughs> well, you know, given the given the geography of it, you know, Joe A, you live in California, so what's more. What's a more blue collar meal than an In N Out burger? You'll be getting a Venmo for an In N Out burger. Joe Travia. Okay, thank you. An Arlington, an Arlington boy. I don't live in Arlington. What could be, what, Winchester? What same thing? What could be more blue collar than a meal at the 99? Okay.
0: Oh, hey, actually, Steve, you know what I want? I'm going to be home in Massachusetts in two weeks and I want
3: a, um, a North Shore beef. That's fine. Can I have that instead? Yeah, you can have that when you return. Thank you. That's pretty blue-collar. And then Travi can reach out to me whenever he's ready for his. I definitely –
1: Maybe we all go out together and Steve pays uh, – Steve picks up the bill.
3: Yeah, we have the Yeah, sit-down. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: we'll have a blue-collar sit-down <laughs> at, 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 one these, at,
0: at one of these beef spots or something, and, you know, Steve That's will fair. Pay. Okay.
3: That's fair. like I said, this completely backfired because, like, Joey surprised me on getting a couple of those right. Hey, what a stunner. Who wants to be a blue-collar with a backfire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys
3: wanted something. I tried coming up with something original, and it just blew up in my face. But such is life.
2: I think I might have one more question
3: that might help yeah. you guys okay. Okay, settle this.
2: Uh, yeah. What is the song that Ultron sings a couple times throughout the movie? He makes it up, so it's a made-up song.
0: Oh, shit. I, um... I don't know, but I, I know the scene where he's singing it, but I, I don't know the—I forget the lyrics.
2: I don't know either. So it's like I've got the strings on me. He just keeps singing that like little like uh-huh. strings on me oh, section. Oh,
0: there's a Pinocchio reference, or or there's a a bit of the Pinocchio song used, isn't there? Or isn't that from Pinocchio? You and Travy are the
2: two uh, Pinocchio experts on the pod.
1: Skitty, skinny, skinny.
2: <laughs> I, I I
0: think I think that 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 I think that is from Pinocchio uh great game steve
2: yeah that's a pinocchio song it is a pinocchio song thank you very much that might be worth unpacking about how he is pinocchio
1: yes that's yes. you know those are those are parallels i didn't even uh, i didn't notice i wish i had known that beforehand
2: especially with the uh tony stark uh like he can't distinguish between like war and peace or whatever the line was
0: Yes, and, you know, it's, it's really too bad that our Pinocchio stand, Joe T. I didn't put that together, didn't, yeah. Didn't get that. Didn't put it together. Joey gets the win. Yes, thank you. Joey does get the win. Thank you.
1: Now that I know the Pinocchio reference, changing my grade c plus
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know they could they it's funny that they have that in there because this i think this is one of the first disney marvel movies 2015 ish maybe the third yeah. or fourth one right so they had free reign to use that shit and they did and they used it good for them what are we looking ahead to joe t what's next week
1: next week we have ant-man mm-hmm. paul rudd not a bad movie that'll be funny. i think you'll actually like it it's it's pretty interesting and then uh One of my favorite Marvel movies, Captain America Civil War.
0: So that will cap off the Captain America trilogy. Let's see how that one caps off. That's it, yeah.
1: I don't even consider it a Captain America movie. It's just another, it's another
0: Avengers movie, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'm excited for, who who directed Ant-Man, do we know? That is directed by
1: Peyton Reed. Okay. I can't say I'm too familiar.
0: And then Captain America is, of course...
1: The Russos, the, the, Russo Russo and, yeah, the Russos,
0: yeah. The yeah. Russos, okay. Bob, any parting shots for the screen readers? I
2: think I've doled out enough shots today, and I <laughs> talked probably like 15 times longer than uh, Peter Lamoni got to uh, last week. So, uh, you know, I'll try to keep my comments brief. Thanks for having me on, guys. You
3: were good, Bob. Anytime, of
1: yeah. Anytime. Uh, what else? Uh, did it, anyone else get any hate mail? I got a good piece.
0: Uh, go ahead, Let, let's let's share your hate mail, Joti.
1: I got just one text. He never responded to me. He said, here's some hate mail for you. Obviously, they didn't teach English or whatever two-year film college Joey went to. Do us a favor and get the kid at the the source so he doesn't need to cram any more F-bombs into the segment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go to film school. Tell that motherfucker, by the way. I should say, film was in quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I, I also... Okay, yes, I have hate mail as well. Are, are you ready? I'm ready. Too much sucking off of James Gunn by Joe, by Joe T. Felt like half the show, although I wish Gunn's dick was actually in his mouth during that quickie synopsis so we didn't have to hear it.
1: It's fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, that's, that's not funny, you guys? That's pretty funny. No, listen, I said I was very
1: open. I was going to suck James, dick, James Gunn's dick the entire episode, and I did.
0: Okay, the lack of knowledge about Chris Pratt's work was astonishing, although I do agree with Blue Collar Steve about his star power. So there you go, Steve. Excellent. Um,
3: Thank you, whoever said that.
0: Joe A., I'm sure Johnny Sins can find someone else to fluff him for an hour while you write the quickie synopsis. Please, for the listener's sake,
1: dot, dot, dot. Uh, I know who wrote that. That's a a swing and a miss. You've done better.
0: (laughs) Lastly, sick Thor popcorn poll on social. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, okay, that's my hate mail for this week. Um, any anything else, Steve? Did you did you retrieve any, Steve?
3: No, nah, no, not this week.
1: Yeah, that that was pretty much it. I, I didn't get anything um, other than uh, Joe Wade eating a uh, thesaurus. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to.
0: I um I was gonna I was gonna do an expletive laden fucking. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do the same thing when I listen back. I swear too much.
0: Uh, it's okay. it's It's it, it, you know we we mark this podcast as explicit. It's fun. You know, kids need to hear it. All right. Anyways, next week, Ant Man and Captain America: Civil War. Excited for Civil War. Can't say I'm ones. excited for Ant Man, but I'm excited for Civil War. I think you'll
1: be pleasantly surprised with Ant Man. Not that it's like a infinity war or anything but it's fine it's
0: i like paul rudd
1: i've always loved him he's funny yeah he's funny clueless
0: great paul rudd movie see you next week bye